Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, we are welcoming back a friend of the pod. His name is Donnie. He's insane. He, I'll let him introduce all the things he does. Uh, but I found out recently that he had just started watching The Office for the first time. And I needed to talk to him about his thoughts. So everybody, let's please welcome Donnie to the pod. Hey, what an intro. I love anyone that in the breath they introduced me and just says he's insane. Because he's insane. <laughs> yeah. I've never met anyone who embraces it more than you, though. And that's that's important. Thank you. I tried to hide it for a long time. And then I said, you know what? It's it's me. (laughs) And then you realize that in the world of like reality TV commentary, it's very popular to be chaotic and crazy. Yeah, Absolutely. It's a welcomed thing, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just as I need to get like a state of the union on where you are in your office journey. So, so far, who are your top? three characters all right so angela and kelly are always top of the list they're top two every season that's consistent um i just finished season five and i think i ended and i've been getting a lot of dms about this because my top my third at the end of season five was um what is his name, Eve? Charles Minor <laughs> was, was my third. Yeah, he was my third favorite in season five. Just because I love how much he hated Jim, it made me laugh every time. But overall, I would say my third favorite is Michael. I'm a big yeah. Michael fan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if you were to describe The Office to someone who hadn't watched it, how would you describe it? Oh, I would say it is a workplace comedy that doesn't really age well in terms of humor um really only because i feel like people have sticks up their butt now like oh it's it's inappropriate okay if it came out now i think it would flop because people would be like this is terrible but i haven't matured those thoughts yet i just know to keep them in my head so like all of this humor now is aimed at me like i love it but i know there are a lot of audiences that would turn away from it so like if you love things that you're not allowed to say anymore this is the show for you (laughs) like i guess yeah michael does say so many inappropriate things yeah that's like the basis (laughs) of his character isn't it (laughs) Wow, you're right. Huh. (laughs) Okay, so before we get into too much, I'm getting a two for one out of you, Donnie, because I have been struggling to figure out, because I don't watch Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. And the Todrick Hall stuff has been everywhere. And I've been Googling like, Todd recall big brother why is everyone <laughs> mad and like I can't seem to get a synopsis so can you please explain to me what the fuck is going on I would love to well first of all I would like to say everyone that hates Patrick now welcome to my side I have disliked him for a while and when he was announced uh when he was announced to be on the cast I said like oh my god I'm not happy about this and everyone was like why love Todrick love Todrick so then I didn't want to get into it obviously I was like all right you just love him that's fine he's talented I know that I I have ears like I understand he's talented but he is a devil of a man and no one wanted to hear me but now everyone knows and here's why Emily so big brother you can watch live feeds like CBS does their three episodes a week but then online you can watch 24 7 footage of the house so that got him into some trouble because he was playing the game like manipulating people fine that's whatever but then he would like say personal stuff too the one that stands out to me the most was Shayna Mochler Travis, Travis Barker's ex, she 
told the other house guests that her most like the scariest thing that ever happened to her in life, she was a victim of home invasion. And she woke up in the middle of the night and there was a guy there sitting on her bed. And yeah, terrible. And he like, when she woke up, he was like, don't be too hard on me. And everyone was like, oh my God, how scary, how scary. And then when she got evicted from the game, Todrick said that to her, like as she was leaving, he was like, don't be too hard on me. So the viewers that didn't know about live foot live feeds, they just like, oh, that's a weird thing Todrick said. But everyone that knows that story knew that he was like, fucking her up mentally even though she was out of the game already so i was like just terrible but he also doesn't pay his dancers um there's been stories from people saying like he got a little too handsy while they worked with him he's yeah just not good news so what was the deal with carson and why is he mad at todrick so that was more of a game thing. So Carson, Cynthia, and Shayna were an alliance. And then Todrick lied to Carson and Cynthia and said that Shayna was playing both sides of the house and that she's been lying to them the whole time. Carson was her number one target, whatever. So then Carson and Cynthia turned on her oh. and kicked her out. Oh. Um, so that was all like that doesn't That's really just bother part of me. the game. Yeah. I get that. What but is then, the end goal? Um, is there money? Yeah. Okay. So they got, I think this year they got quarter of a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> For three weeks, right. Okay. 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 So Todrick, so what happened basically is he exposed himself for like the horrible person that he is. Yeah. So I, okay, so fun fact: I've never liked Todrick either because I was a dancer in LA for so long. I mean, let me put it okay. I booked a few things, okay, okay? but I just knew a lot of dancers, and his yeah. reputation precedes him. Like uh-huh. we, everyone knew, like, oh, you got a Todrick job, good luck. Mm, yeah. Uh, so he definitely doesn't have a great reputation. Period. If you're in the know, right? Um. So I am surprised that. I mean, I love, I have his music on my workout playlist. Like, yes, is like one of my favorites. Um, but I can tell even just in his music, I'm like, this guy is toxic. Mm-hmm. Especially his like personality on Drag Race. I feel like he lets it known almost like that he's not a good person. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he'll throw anyone under the bus. Like, he's like, just that's his character in life. So, yeah. okay. That was a little disappointing. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be something much more salacious, but no, I mean, it was a bunch of little stuff that adds up. I'll send you some Twitter links. Oh, yes. To, Can you please watch? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Was it? I had to get Paramount Plus to stream it, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. And so I'm very mad at Paramount Plus. Okay. Why? Twice now I have done a free trial, like using a different email address. Mm-hmm. And I'm so disappointed in their true crime selection. <laughs> I'm so Especially sorry. Paramount Plus Originals. What the <laughs> fuck are they doing? How do you manage to make me bored? I love true crime. I live for, I was just watching bad true crime, but Paramount Plus manages to make me bored, even when it's about like a serial rapist. Oh. I am, I like have angrily written them letters in my head. <laughs> oh, in your head. Yeah. Well, I, I think really. you should, I think you should hit send. Maybe I will. we'll get some good stuff out of them. Yeah. I'm going to give them some tips. Maybe they can make <laughs> me, they can ask me as a true crime aficionado. Who yes. has the best selection of true crime, do you think? Uh, Discovery Plus. Oh, okay. Discovery Plus gives you ID, which ID I have issues with because ID, mm-hmm. they go out of their way to make awful reenactments. Mm. It's like they don't need to make them as bad as they do, but they really do. And then they rely heavily on the bad reenactments. I prefer my true crime to be more interview style, mm-hmm. like the real people, you know? Yeah. And Discovery Plus has a ton of things and their original content is fantastic oh great and dark i like it oh. dark i do love a dark story i signed up for discovery plus because they had a documentary about scream like the real murders that scream was based on so i signed up just for that and then i hadn't watched anything else so thank I get god it. it was a free trial but i get it no i totally like i've done that a few times i actually did that with showtime i mm. got showtime just to watch um yellow jackets so good. So good. Well, okay. Uh, talk okay. about yellow jackets real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I actually had a problem with spoiler alert. I had a problem with the them making like her husband and his friend 
the people that were trying to finagle money out of them. Yeah. They were doing this whole kind of like supernatural like essence of the show. And so I was like, oh my God, who is it? And then it just turned out to be her bumbling husband and his stupid friend. And I was like, that's very pedestrian for what we've been doing. It, and then it ended where like the, the finale, I was like, this could have been halfway through this first season. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Juliet. Like, let's see what the fuck is going on. You've just sort of alluded to this. Yeah. And now I'm like supposed to worry about them finding out it was her husband. I just, they dropped the ball for me. I will watch next season. I just need to see what they did. It felt like they like ran out of an idea or something. I don't know. No, I do agree with you. Like, I know we still have, it was picked up for four seasons. So I know we still, they have like, they want to stretch the story. I get it. But the guy that they thought was finagling the money from him, like he had a tattoo of the symbol on, like if that is the end of his story, now that he is spoiler alert dead, why were all these clues planted on him? Right. Yeah. And then we're supposed like, and then they 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 act like that's the end of it. They right. like just got to get rid of this guy's body, and yeah. we're done with him. And I'm like, so he really was had nothing to do with this. Yeah, what? something is not right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, that would that bummed me out. It was terrifying and gory, and I had to turn away for so mm-hmm. much of it. Um, but it was entertaining to see all those actors. I think that's what it was. It was like to see all those actresses together. Yeah. You're like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it for that. It was very nostalgic, which is Johnny's specialty. It sure is. And now that we know that other girls are alive, not just those four, I really hope they dive into other actresses from the past. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Okay, so next question for you. We'll get into the office, I promise. Um, <laughs> um Name your top five TV shows of all time. Of all time. Okay. Buffy. Veronica Mars. Will and Grace. Oh, 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 oh. This one is (laughs) controversial because I recently did a rewatch and I was like, oh, this wasn't good. But in my memory, it was Harper's Island. It was a um, miniseries on CBS. It was one summer long and it took place (laughs) on an island, obviously. Um, And it was this couple getting married and all the guests and each week someone got murdered. It was so good. Well, it okay. wasn't. I rewatched it last You rewatched it. It didn't hold up. <laughs> yeah. It was actually terrible. But when it first came out, I was so obsessed. I just recently did a rewatch of something and I was like, oh, this was bad. What was it? Hold on. I'll get it. It was like, it was like, this does really not hold up. I did just watch for the first time Malibu's Most Wanted. Did you see that back in the day? The movie? Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had never it. seen it. I saw it in theaters. I had, and I, I don't know how I missed it. It just like seemed like a dumb movie to me at the time, but people kept referencing it the other day. And I was like, I need to watch that. Hilarious. <laughs> Did not realize that Tay Diggs was playing like an actor. Yeah. Taking it very seriously from <laughs> Juilliard. I'll come back. Wow. I'll circle back to what they, what my favorites are. Uh, what, what I just watched recently that was like, especially watching Friends. This wasn't what mm. I was going to talk about, but watching Friends again, I'm like, wow, this was politically incorrect. Yeah. In a lot of ways. It was like homophobic and kind of racist uh-huh. and really bad and sexist. So but that to bring it back to the office really quick, I feel like friends just like was that kind of where the office knew what it was doing with that. Like Michael was that person making all these jokes and everyone around him knew that he was the problem. Whereas friends like the show was the problem. Yes. Yeah. And I it, the, and the office does that thing where it's kind of like that Borat joke where mm-hmm. like the person is obviously comedic in their ignorant thinking right as opposed to this is someone delivering a clear message of the <laughs> things that we should think uh-huh like michael's Absolutely. clearly wrong yeah yeah uh-huh but he's yeah okay so let's get into the office now okay. that was a good se- you did you circled it for me <laughs> donnie <Thank> you. <laughs> i do what, what i guess what a guest <laughs> um okay so season one mm-hmm. did you enjoy season one I did. And everyone was messaging me when I started my journey. I was home with my husband for Christmas. And when my husband, when we go home, 
we stay at his friend's house and he just plays video games with his friends the whole time, which is fine. But like, I'm not going to sit there and watch you do that. So then I just go in the guest room and I'm, it's my own little vacation away I get from him. So I was like, what am I going to do during this whole trip? So I started the office and then I obviously had to share with people that I was starting the office and everyone was like, Oh, just skip to season two. Epis- uh, season two, episode 15 is really where it gets good that's where you need to start but I was like no I'm gonna start at the beginning and I loved it I did too like people who say the this first season wasn't wasn't good I'm like it just was not it was darker and like a little bit more it felt more like theater <laughs> it felt yeah. it felt like that like the, you understood what it was but then and then it got like a nice little glittery glow up for season two agreed and diversity day was episode two of season one so like if i would not have known that existed i think that's one of the best episodes there is Uh, thank you yeah (laughs) thank you um so then season two rolls around Mm -hmm. and they get you know it's it's a thing like you season one you're just barely hanging on hoping they pick you up and then they do and they're like here's some money and so they're like let's get some more lighting let's make it look a little cuter let's (laughs) get some more cameras Uh um how do you feel about the Jim and Pam star-crossed <laughs> lovers thing? Well, I wonder how this holds up because, like, it's it's a different thing when we were watching it back then. But like, you okay? I'm so excited. And I do think there is a difference being forced to watch it week to week because yep. then you're like yes. experiencing it in real time. Whereas this, I binge it and watch like nine episodes a day. So the relationship is moving faster for me. And I also know pretty much the end game going into it. So there is that, but it's so tough for me because I truly hate Pam, but I like their relationship. I think. Like, like, yes, I am cheering, but I like Jim. So it's yeah. not even like these two people I hate are together. And I'm like, okay, fine. Do your own thing. I'm rooting for them. I want what's best for him. And I kind of even want what's best for her. But like every episode, I have something negative to say about this woman. <laughs> Can you explain more about why you don't like Pam? <laughs> because I, Pam is someone, I just want to like strangle her. Yeah. I'm like, just make a decision. That Just is, do something. That's it, exactly. In the, the first two seasons, she is just like a wet blanket and a pushover and like not fun to watch. And then when Jim starts dating Karen, then uh, Pam and Karen become friends. And I feel like Karen pulls out a little bit of a mean girl in Pam. So then I loved watching it. And then when Pam realizes Karen is like the enemy, then Pam channels that energy, that mean girl energy in like towards Karen (laughs) instead. So then I still like it. I was like, oh, this is a Pam I enjoy. Um, And then Karen leaves and Pam gets Jim. And then she kind of goes back to being terrible in a different way. Like she's not a pushover anymore, but now, Okay, let me really break down her story arc so far as to where I am. So season one, she had a fiance that she that was like terrible to her. She didn't like. Fine, I get it. Leave him. That is the right thing to do. Leave him. But that's one thing that she like turned her life around already. She was with this man, left him. Then we know she wants to be an artist so bad. She made this watercolor, went to this art class that nobody went to the art show. It was such a big fucking deal that she had to walk across hot calls and yell at everybody about eating from my <laughs> art show. Fine. So like art is her passion. We get it. So she goes to New York for six months. We think she is going to like achieve her dreams or at least try to achieve her dreams. She fails one class. So then she decides to drop out of fucking school to go back to gym in Scranton. That's strike two. That is the second thing that you were working for that you turned it around. Season five is where I truly lost my shit because (laughs) that is when Michael Scott starts his own company and on (laughs) on a whim, she just gets up and leaves because she wants to be a salesman instead of a secretary. I was like, bitch, what are you doing? First of all, you have a mortgage now. (laughs) Second of all. I don't even it, like and I'm, she's not me, even a good salesperson like you no. want to be in sales but you don't like anything that a salesperson has to do to be successful 
And does she want to be in sales or is art still her goal? I don't know. Like if, I don't know. <laughs> I'm heated. In My season, face is red. In season five, when, um, oh no. So see, is season four when Ryan takes over as like one of the CEOs Yeah, and is like all full of himself and then mm-hmm. he gets arrested. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. then remember like Ryan asks Pam to do some like graphic design thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just turns out he was trying to hit on her. So like, I don't think anything came of it or maybe it did. Did she make that? She made it, but I don't think they took it. Nothing, nothing because yeah. he was like, it was just a fake thing he made up for her to do. Cause he wanted yeah. to talk to her and it's, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pam. So here. Okay. So, um, after Michael leaves, I know mm-hmm. they really wanted, they wanted to be like, we can do it without him. You guys, I think they also might have lost Mindy as a writer too <gasps> oh. at that time. I think because she okay. had to go do her own show. Mm-hmm. Um, the sh- in my opinion, the show takes the weirdest turns. They make the weirdest choices, but they know like conflict creates more content. So they create this conflict between Jim and Pam, but it was kind of like too real. Because we've all been sort of ignoring that Pam is all those things that you said she is. Yeah. And then they give Jim this opportunity to like do something awesome. And Pam's like, eh, I don't want to go. I don't want to move. And like ruins that. But then it creates so much tension between them that they're like, oh, my God, are they going to get divorced? Are they not oh happy? God. And I'm like. Who told you guys we wanted them fighting? Yeah. Like, we kind of have been living in this reality where, like, Jim ignores all these annoying things with Pam mm-hmm. and just wants to support her. But instead, now you're showing us, like, it got too real. And even in the finale, they address, like, Pam's horrible decisions and try <laughs> to make her, like, redeem herself or something. So I was like, so you guys know you wrote her into, like, a corner and didn't uh-huh. really know what to do once you got there because it's like, we all hate Pam, right? I feel like the writers hate Pam. I feel like, <laughs> like in hindsight, I'm saying this. I'm like, I feel like they actually were like, fuck, well, what else can we do to make Pam unlikable? <laughs> if I'm realizing that now. I think yeah. that actually was their goal. <laughs> um, yeah, because I made, I went on a rant yesterday on Instagram and I tagged Jenna Fisher and everyone was like, I can't believe you tagged her. I was like, it's, I have no problem with the actress. Like yes. she... She knows that she played one of the worst characters in TV history. She has to. <laughs> I think she actually did. I think she, because she has a podcast with mm-hmm. um, the one Angela. who plays Angela. Yeah. And um, one time Mindy did an interview uh, where she said that, or maybe it was Jenna, but they uh, someone, Mindy told Jenna, like, you need to go make friends with the writers and don't <laughs> be afraid of them. Basically, because I guess Jenna was kind of complaining about what was happening with Pam and Mindy was like, you got to go in there and you got to talk to them. And clearly she didn't. Or or those were her choices. Uh huh. Or the writers didn't like Jenna and they were like, oh, this is punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so real. That was bad. We'll make it worse. Where do you land on Jim? Jim is fine. Um. Everyone going into it, everyone was like, Jim or Michael are going to be your favorites. And Michael definitely people is. need to shut up. I'm sorry. I'm speaking to those people that told Donnie all these lies. First of all, season one is an imperative to watch. Mm-hmm. And second of all, just because Jim is the likable guy doesn't mean he's likable. <laughs> right. And I think that's why I liked Charles Minor so much, because he was the only one so far, besides Dwight, but like that's for different reasons. He's the only one to like call Jim out on his shit. <laughs> exactly. I li- I think I don't I didn't know how I felt about Jim being disliked by someone because it felt weird. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, no, I don't get what this is. But then I like that because when when Charles Minor eventually leaves the office and isn't there all the time, yeah. he'll like come in occasionally and just like hates Jim yeah. all the time. Uh, and so that's a nice little a little treat for everyone. <laughs> um, what about Dwight? Dwight is when I rate the characters, he's usually somewhere like in the middle. Like I, he does make me laugh every episode, but there's something that doesn't like put him in my top five. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's his yellow teeth. Maybe it's that he works on a farm. I'm not sure, but there's something that doesn't like 
make me as a person want to root for him. I know. Well, no, we're not supposed to want to root for Dwight. Dwight, right, we're right, not right. supposed to want to root for at all. But I'm going to send you some blooper reels because okay. the office has some great blooper reels. And that changed kind of everything for me when I watched the show, mm. especially when I watched those scenes where I'm like, oh, this is where they laughed. Like it's it really like made me remember, oh, yeah, they're not they're not these people. Yeah. <laughs> they're actors playing these people. And they have a really hard time getting through scenes. You've already seen the dinner party episode at Michael and Jan's house, right? I have, yes. Maybe one of my favorite episodes that they ever did. And there was like a documentary little mini special one time. I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was a fever dream or what. But they it was them talking about how that was their favorite episode to film. Because it was like they're used to just performing in the office setting and the office mm-hmm. set, but they got to go to a different place. And it was the writing was just so funny that they could barely get through it. They're like, it took us almost we almost had to just go to the next day because we kept <laughs> laughing. Like, you know, when Michael has like he's showing the plasma TV. Yeah. And he's like, look, it pushes in and it just goes like in a little bit he could be like mike like steve carell could barely get through that like he couldn't <laughs> so i will send you some blooper reels because it did make it it kind of it changed everything in terms of perspective and realizing yeah. like oh they're not like dwight isn't dwight it's yeah. rain wilson playing dwight yeah what about phyllis phyllis i love she's in my top five i i feel like you would love phyllis because she's a little closet freak yes yeah And I, so it's crazy. Angela is my favorite, favorite, favorite. And she, if I worked with her in the office, clearly she would not like me and like, I would not like her. So it is crazy why I'm connected so much to this woman. In fact, I think I'm a little bit of Angela, but that's okay. We'll get into that. Not like the religion part, but like everything her being a judgmental bitch that loves the rules. Like that is all me. I am a Kelly Angela hybrid, but (laughs) so I really connect with Angela, even though we wouldn't get along if we worked together. Phyllis and Kelly are two of my favorites and we would get along if we worked together. Kelly's like, my favorite character would too. Be incredible. Yeah, I Kelly's fucking great. love Kelly. <laughs> love Kelly. Love Kelly. Love Phyllis. Those are my two. Those are my two favorite. Also, mm-hmm. what about Meredith? Meredith, I'm. I really enjoy, but she is another one. Like they slowly rolled these characters out. Like season one was just Dwight, Michael, Pam, and Jim, oh. basically. Like. Yeah, because everyone was messaging me saying like, "You are a Kelly. You are a Kelly." And Kelly didn't have any lines. I think season You're one. Right. You're and right. Then, and then in season two, they started to give Kelly and uh, Ryan some lines. And then season three, Meredith and Creed started to become something. So I, I do like Meredith. I just haven't had as much time with her as all the other people. That's a very interesting point. They do because I mean I guess that they're focusing on their, and when they're writing something new, they're like, okay, we can only really focus on these people. Mm-hmm. And I bet like organically it grew as like, oh, we could do so much more. Yeah. Ooh, and they were there from day one though. Like they're mm-hmm. there. They're just they don't have a lot to do. Yeah. They're basically extras in season one. Oh, how funny! Yeah, Kelly is definitely my number one for sure. I mean, I think. If you don't, Kelly is like my, um, what do they call it? I, when I had to pick a peacock TV, like, oh, yeah. what do you call Avatar? Uh, mm-hmm. I picked Kelly because I <laughs> love her. I love this. One of my favorite Kelly moments is when she's like, well, get ready, buddy, because I'm pregnant. And then they go to her, they go to her thing. She goes, no. <laughs> yeah, I love a trashy, not. ridiculous chick. I love her. Did they have my- the Diwali episode yet? Yes, so good. <laughs> and she doesn't know how to describe it. <laughs> She's like, Diwali is awesome. <laughs> it's. <laughs> and then I love that basically the Mindy Project is just Kelly. It's like a Kelly spinoff if she had a different job. Right. Okay. So you've seen at season five, has Holly come into the picture yet? She has. Yes. So right now, the season yeah, five what's finale. Yeah, for you? Yeah, the season five finale was the company picnic. So uh, Holly um, has her other boyfriend, um, and Michael got deep for a second and said, like, he's not too worried about it because he knows that, like, 
it will happen between him and Holly. So he's not going to force anything. And I was like, oh, I love when Michael can get like introspective and deep for a second because the rest of the time he normally isn't. When they make Michael a smart person once in a while, you're like, oh, because he was promoted to regional manager. Like if he was purely an idiot, they would have never given him a promotion. So they had to make him good at one thing and that's sales. So it makes Mm -hmm. sense that their top seller, they'd be like, okay, Michael, do you want the job? And they'd be like, I'm annoyed by him, but like he he sells. Yeah. Little did they know (laughs) that making him manager would be like his dream come true slash their worst nightmare. Um, How do you feel about Daryl? Daryl's good. I love him. Um, He is another one. It's just so tough because it like clearly is about those like six people. So then I feel like all of these other characters, for instance, Creed, I always put him towards the bottom of my list. And like, I understand why he is people's favorite, but for him to have one line every three episodes, he doesn't leave a lasting impression in my mind. So Daryl, like Daryl episodes, I'm always joyful when they come, but then the episodes where he's not in, I forget about them. Um, so you've seen Karen. I felt so bad for Rashida Jones. They're like, hey, um, do you want to play this character that's going to be hated, hated by all of the fans of The Office? She's like, all right, I'll do. My-. And she did a great job. She did a great Love job her. with what she had. Right. I feel like if I was watching Fresh, I'd love Karen, too. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like, she is. I bet she got like death threats. <laughs> Probably. How would you rate The Office? Out, Out of, of 1 to 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now it's like literally all I do. So right now <laughs> I would say like a 10 because it's just like a break from everything. Like my job, it's a break from that. And then like even podcasting about Bravo, I love Bravo, but since now we have to like take notes when we watch it and whatever that has become a job in itself. So watching the office is just like something me and Quinn can do together. And it's always funny. It always brings me joy. So a 10, a 10. I love that. (laughs) Oh, that brings me joy. Okay. 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 (laughs) Do you have a favorite episode so far? I really like diversity day. Um, I liked the, I forget the name of it, but the one where they basically play Survivor. That's the one where Pam walks across <laughs> the coals and stuff. The beach day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> what else? The one where the bat is in the office. I really enjoyed that as well. I love that <laughs> and the fire drill. Fire drill. Love oh, fire okay. drill. <laughs> um, I also love when they go to uh, New York to hang out with Ryan mm. and Ryan's all coked out yeah. <laughs> and and Dwight is unaware and he keeps calling. He keeps calling his like friend like a dwarf or something <laughs> or a hobbit. <laughs> He's so fucked up. <laughs> At that point, though, I was so because binging it. As opposed to like watching it once a week, um, Ryan in like the CEO position really triggered me. Like that much Ryan acting, however he was acting in that role, I I had to like pace a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. like, I it was like triggering. Yeah, I was like, I can't sit still watching him act this way to these. Because you've known someone like that, I guess. I, just, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yeah, like I can't think of who he reminded me of, but like. It was tough to watch. watch. I also am triggered seeing Michael not in a workplace setting. Like Michael as a boss, I I know that's what the show's about. So like, I love it. It makes me laugh, whatever. Watching him like at Phyllis's wedding or anything like that. that. I hate it. (laughs) Oh, Phyllis's wedding. Phyllis's wedding. And I don't know if you're there. Have you seen Scott's Tots yet? No. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> just warning you they take like when they take that cringe factor so far mm-hmm. i have to skip it like like i if i like if i have it on in the background and i hear that episode starting <laughs> i will like rush to the remote and be like no <laughs> i can't it's too oh, much Phil, wedding, it's too much Phil- yeah. scott's tots though if i had to pick between the two which one's worse 
Scott's Tots. Oh God. Scott's Tots. I, because Phyllis's wedding, there's still a lot of humor to mm-hmm. it, but Scott's Tots, you're just the whole time you're like, oh, you've made these. This is who wrote this? Uh, who conceptualized this? Like, I actually need to find out who wrote that because I don't think it was Mindy. Mindy wrote some good ones, though. I can't, of course, I can't remember the list, yeah. but she, every, whenever I saw her list, I was like, oh, she wrote all the good ones. Mm-hmm. I read her book. Um, is it, is everyone hanging out without me? For the record, I only read books by like comedians. So, like mm. Liz Lemon, uh, Tina Fey's book, <laughs> uh, Amy Poehler. Uh, and so in, in Mindy's thing, she had this great, uh, part where she talks about how she was demanding they do this specific scene before like the cold open which if you don't know what a cold open is everyone a cold open is like the the beginning right before the credits so it's usually like unrelated to whatever the show is going to be about it's just like the cold open and then they go into the credits and then they go into the episode and so she apparently got so mad that they weren't listening to her that she left she stormed out she drove away she called her mom and her sweet Indian mother was like, he's been good to you. You go back there and you apologize. And so she drove back and just no one said anything. And she just like sat down and like no one even addressed it. And they did end up using her idea. And it did oh, work. Wow. Right? I feel like I would not have thick enough skin to be in a comedy writer room. No. I would. I, I'm too much of a people pleaser. Like I wouldn't be able to fight for my idea. I'd be like, you don't like it? That's fine. I hate it too. <laughs> And I just like move on. I agree. Like watching, and this this was a, oh yes, it was a comedy writer room. I just watched the um, Lucille Ball movie with Nicole Kidman, uh-huh. and one like they have scenes from the writers' room too, and it those ones really like <laughs> that was another thing I had to pace. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's very like. Did you watch Thirty Rock? I did. Yes. And so that was a very like sweet, jovial way to show mm-hmm. a writer's room. You know, they yeah. were like funny and they just all didn't like Liz. And so like yeah. that was kind of easy to get on board with. But for the most part, whenever I see a writer's room, I'm like, oh, I could never. No. Maybe like 30... you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 Rock is different, too, because I think it's sketches. So like it's not yes. this or that. You know what I mean? Like if. If we don't want your whatever teacher skit, we'll put it in next week's. Like, we'll come back to it. Where this, like, if it's not the cold open here, it might not work ever again. Like, it's this moment that this scene has to work in. I get so it. So if we turn it down, yeah, it's turned and down. And we'll do it next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who in the cast is also a writer? I know Mindy and Toby. And um, Ryan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. BJ Novak. Just the three of them? Uh-huh. Okay. And fun fact, I've met, uh, I when I worked at Soho House, Toby came in mm. all the time, and he is lovely and down-to-earth, super cool guy. I believe that. BJ Novak is not. Uh, I believe that as well. Right? <laughs> Which is, what's funny about BJ Novak is they wrote him to be a douche because he was a douche in mm-hmm. real life. Like, they literally were like, we just, and the whole, like, Mindy Ryan was because in real life they were yeah. having a thing. Is he the father of her baby? It's never been confirmed, right? No, he's not. Oh, he's not. He's not. He's definitely okay. not. She she knew like as much as they were probably like, you know, that toxic relationship that like they couldn't they were like magnets where they couldn't yeah. stop getting together. She probably knew like she knew him. He's yeah. not. He he would he 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 just emanates douchebag. Like yeah. when you see him in real life, you're like, okay, so you weren't acting when you played right. that asshole CEO character. <laughs> but Maybe I love that's that why they, I was triggered because he played it so well. I love that they gave him that character just to like crash and burn his ass. Incredible. When they found him at the bowling, the bowling alley, alley with bleach blonde hair. <laughs> and he's like, this Michael, is where you belong. He's like, Michael, <laughs> I'm really busy right now. <laughs> Happy birthday to the girl on Lane. <laughs> uh, big, big fan. Um, okay. Well, do you I'll, have anything oh, you want to get off your chest? Yeah, I would love to. So Andy is my least favorite character. Least, 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 least. Is that who is Andy? Is that um Ed Pam's? Helms? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Hate him. And he yes. got him for a good reason. Because like everybody else. Even when I do my ranking, like Kevin's usually towards the bottom, Toby's towards the bottom, but I understand why they're there and they consistently make me laugh. They're just not at the top of my list, but like Kevin's fine. I like him. He's just not top 10 material. 
Andy, if they did a director's cut where you never saw this character, I would watch that version instead. He brings nothing to it for me. <laughs> I was kind of the same way. He's so cringe, mm-hmm. but like unlikable cringe. Like Michael, yeah. Michael's already cringe. So did we need someone to even out cringe Michael? Even Michael's cringing at him. And I think that's why I feel like he's unnecessary because he's not bringing yeah. in anything that wasn't already there. Oh, and they're going to and they're yeah. going to use him in the most annoying ways too oh, in the coming God. seasons. Yeah, they they're going to you're going to be like I to, I mean I I'm sure people want to argue this but I really think that once Michael left the show just crashes and burns. I a lot of people told me that too. Some people and I won't do this, but some people told me like stop watching at Michael's last episode. I get why, because honestly, the the direction they take right away, you're like, where? What are we doing? Mm. Where are we going? Like they all kind of forgot what they had started and what they'd been building, and they like there's a they bring in um oh fuck what's his name from uh it'll come to me in a second, but he plays the new boss, but he's this like dark guy who's creepy and like serious and has like a dark ex-wife who come it's it doesn't make sense i was like what what show is this and they do a lot of stuff off-site when it's not placed in the office itself i don't like it i don't like when uh-huh. we're going to all these different locations i'm like one episode or two yes. episodes a season fine mm-hmm. but like the bulk it's it, i i'm just it really jumps the shark weird yeah season four was also a lot of like out of the office stuff and i don't know why is that because pam is that because pam's in new york that yeah that's when pam was in new york but then even like the people in the office had a lot of reasons to leave the office and i can't think of any of them now but all it was only like 11 episodes that season but they were all an hour long and then they were mostly out of the office it was very strange (laughs) I would you you oh, would ahead. recommend this to someone, right? You would recommend everyone watch The Office, right? Absolutely, especially now that we are so far removed from it and you can binge it because that is why I stayed away from it in the first place is like if you came into it late, it the people that watched it were such like a cult almost yeah. that they tried to convert you and hearing people mm. tell you these jokes and tell you these stories. It's not as funny. So like, instead of just saying, watch the office, it's so good. You'll love it. Whatever. Like that is a pitch fine. But then they would try to tell you, like they say, that's what she said. And then there's diversity day where he holds this card on his head and says this, I was like, you telling me these stories aren't funny. So then it makes the show seem not funny to me. Right. (laughs) Never describe a show to someone who hasn't seen it. No, never describe (laughs) it. Like it only works when you've both seen it and you're like riffing on it together. But you're not the person doing it they have no context it's like thank you and you just really made me not want to not yeah it's a turn off (laughs) have you what have you seen uh arrested development no all the shows that you've named because i haven't seen parks and rec either parks and rec is only good seasons one through five abort Mm. immediately at season six like abort as okay. soon as it starts i'm like i don't know who what writers changed i don't know what happened but it is like And I'm sure someone's going to come for me, but it is awful. Now, does anything at the end of season five happen where I can pretend it's the end of the show? Or like, am I in my head going to know that I'm just quitting? Huh, that's a good point. I think it does kind of wrap up. Let me go back and review that last episode, because I have a feeling that it does have a bit of an end to it where you could be like, okay, good enough. But like my sister and I vent about this all the time because we (laughs) parks and rec seasons one through five seasons. Season one is a little weird because they hadn't figured out those like multi, those like single camera interview style shows. Mm -hmm. They automatically made the, the main protagonist kind of like a Michael Scott. Like they Mm -hmm. automatically made them like stupid and ridiculous. And like, everyone's like this person over here. Yeah. They they realized that that didn't work for parks and rec. And they made Amy Poehler's character, Leslie Nope, the woman that can get it all done. And she's just like, so, so positive and great. And they love her, but she's almost like they love her, but they had to like calm her down, but they're not like this bumbling idiot. She's actually like 
amazing at what she does. I like, just read about that today because that was her idea. And at the end of season one, she went to the writers and said, like, I think we're going in that direction where I'm just a female Michael Scott and I need her to be different. So then they made like exactly what you said. They made her stand out because she was like too over the top with her positivity and stuff as opposed to not yeah. being competent. Because it, it doesn't quite work on a woman either. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's maybe that's sexist, but it just doesn't have the same impact. It's like it's funny when it's a man, but when a woman is being like racially inappropriate or something, it's like, ooh. Yeah. And I think part of that is because white, and this is whatever, I'll just say it and then I can be canceled if I need to be. I think because white men see themselves as like the top and untouchable coming from them is like, oh, this proves that you're not. And everybody knows you're not. Okay, good point. from like a white man lens, white women are not as whatever, like powerful, smart, whatever, as them. So then when you make a character like that, a dumb, bumbling idiot, then it's not as funny because we know there are people that already view them like that. That's a great point. I'm going to use that little clip for sure in the promo because that's a re- that's yeah. actually exactly that is true because we're yeah. used to seeing them up here anyway. But when someone's already down here, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, not as funny. Yeah. Arrested Development is wonderful. It's only three seasons mm. and it's from from the pilot episode. It's like you the writing is perfect. The act, the timing is perfect. It's an ensemble um, but no one watched it. It was like too smart for America. Mm-hmm. And so they would win awards. And when they would get up to accept the award, they'd be like, great. Thank you so much. Could you guys start watching it? <laughs> oh uh, and so season three, they were like, they had no money and they, they made, they, you would actually appreciate it because you know, the ins and outs of the business. Mm-hmm. So they make jokes about how they're, they have no money. <laughs> so they would purposely like open a cabinet and there would be like a Starbucks cup in there. Like a crew member left it because they didn't even have money to like <laughs> fill it. So like if you're an industry in the no person and you know that, like you can caught, you can catch all those things and it's, it, they do a good job of it. But season three is a little whatever when they did a comeback. Mm-hmm. Horrendous. Uh. It's like they took everything we liked from the characters and decided to make then decided to go, how about we do the opposite? Oh. And, and and the show was an ensemble. Like that's what was so good about it. But they did it where they all had individual storylines. Uh-huh. No. What made it good was it was like watching an improv troupe. Right. And it was like quick, 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 as opposed to just like, I don't just like Job. I don't just like Michael. I like them interacting. So yeah. don't even bother with those. But seasons one through two and then three, just because it's funny to watch. But I, I think that it is maybe the best writing in any comedy of all time. Oh, my God. OK, I'll watch it. And it's easy because it's not too many seasons to yeah. binge on. Now, since we're talking about the that that was a flop during the reboot, do you think there's any world where... The office could be brought back in any capacity. I don't like reboots. Like I like I hated the Will and Grace reboot so much. Oh, it makes terrible. my skin crawl. Like and like this is the problem because we get we we want because nostalgia. They love mm-hmm. nostalgia, so we're like we'll just play on that. It's like a cheap trick. Yeah, you know. So they're like, hey, we'll just because th- these aren't the reason shows are so like same thing with Bravo. The reason Mm -hmm. shows are so impactful in the moment is because it's that time period. Mm -hmm. It's that little microcosm that they were existing in friends, for example, same thing. But when they leave live lives, Mm -hmm. the actors are different people. They look different. They've changed to bring them back and have Mm -hmm. that same magic. It's just impossible. Yeah. And so (laughs) the office work is they were there together all day long, day in and day out in a huge group setting. Mm -hmm. That's not common. Usually it's like, oh, it's just me filming today. But so often they were all there together bonding. They've all been doing their own things. That's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that is the one thing, like we talked about Friends is problematic when you look back at it and the writing is every kind of phobic it could have been. But the writers of Friends, I that is something I will give them is that they said like, this show is about a group of people in this point of their lives and we will never go back to these characters again because that is not who they would be now in the world. It's not who they were then. They're not all going to be hanging out in someone's apartment. No. 
like Chandler and, that, and Monica have kids and yeah. they live in like the suburbs. And that's what was so terrible about Will and Grace is that to <sighs> make it work, they tried their best to make them still the same people they were 20 years ago. But nobody wants to watch. That's just embarrassing if in 20 years you haven't changed at all. <laughs> and like the act, we have to remember the actors too are yes. people. And so mm-hmm. like Karen like Megan Mullally lost weight and was like spelled. And I was like, I need my Karen curvy. Yeah. I need her yeah. with like big old titties. And, <laughs> and, and like Jack, the actor, he has aged so horribly. Yeah. That it was like, here's this like dirty old gay coming in when he was like the poster child for being like a vivacious twin. Right. And, borderline offensive really like we all when you watch old episodes of oh, yeah. grace i was like oh man like this was all we had back then as far as representation but it was like in hindsight i'm like this was so politically incorrect <laughs> <laughs> like jack is a asshole like jack is like just a caricature of life so he can't play that when he looks like an old man uh-uh. and no. deborah messing never recovered from giving birth like right. some women just don't and her face never like went back down to what it was and her body never recovered. Yeah. So she just looks uncomfortable <laughs> on camera. And then Eric McCormick has not gained a pound, Mm-mm. but it almost looks uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need to know what your diet plan is. Like, I feel like to be his wife must be like, oh, my God, he eats the same fucking thing every day. He's so like, I don't know. I, I couldn't get past it. And so no. it just was the biggest mistake. Like they did a sketch. We all loved the sketch. And they were like, yes, guys, it. should we do? No, no. Uh-uh. We I, get, I get why. But I'm like, you're throwing money at something that put it it's towards something flop. else. Mm-hmm. Is there any reboot that you think does do it well? Or you think just reboots are always a bad idea? I have never seen a reboot that I liked. Um, let me think. Um, I have two. While you think, I'll give you mine. Okay. One, and please don't laugh. I mean, laugh at me if you want, but season one of Raven's Home is so, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and like, time-wise, it doesn't work. Would she have kids in high school? No, of course not. But like, just close your eyes, shut the fuck up and watch it because she is a comedic genius. This woman has been acting her whole life. And unlike like so many childhood actors, so many child actors as adults, you can see them still do like child acting and it's just not good. Like Jodie Sweet and now give it up. <laughs> oh but, yeah yeah i mean god bless her i do love jody sweet and i loved her book but you're still doing acting that is comparative to like children but raven simone i think is a comedic genius and raven's home just works now i understand if that took some of my like if you don't believe what i have to say <laughs> now that i said that that show's so good oh, yeah like, I also- <laughs> like it negated everything else. <laughs> So I do get it. But I also really love the Saved by the Bell reboot because, and I'll tell you why, Mm -hmm. that one focuses so much on the new cast, but then we sprinkle in the old cast. And when they do sprinkle it in, that it lets us like live in that nostalgia because it's not what we're being force fed. Where like Fuller House is only nostalgia like that pilot is just literally them all saying their catchphrases from full house and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i can just watch a rerun then i don't need to watch a reboot of full i think house. you are totally right that saved by the bell reboot was that was exactly how to do a reboot yes like let's let's bring in the nostalgia you're asking for but show a true character arc of these people so mm-hmm. that they're not the main cast because what we liked about the show was high school students yeah. so we'll have high school students and they'll be the they'll be in like the perimeter just reminding us that that's why we're here mm-hmm. and that's like, a good point thank you and full house i feel like tries to uh have the same like tone and like hug at the end as the original did and that's just not what tv is anymore whereas saved by the bell makes fun of what saved by the bell was then and like we know we've all matured we know that this was corny let's make fun of it that is the most vital part to a reboot Mm -hmm. being successful it's like being on the joke yes Uh being on the joke they're all gonna tell 
are all going to make about this reboot. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I honestly cannot think of any show <laughs> that would be good because I'm whenever I think of it, I think of who the actors are now and like what mm. they look like. And I'm just like, it just feels sad bringing them all back together to be like, yeah, we're still doing it. It's like, no, you're not. You haven't worked yeah. in God knows how long. True. Right. And on Yeah, absolutely right. And on this note, I think writing wise, it was a great show, but they were a tough bunch to look at the Roseanne reboot. I did really enjoy, but like they were tough no, bunch to look yeah, at. There's no safe place to rest your I eyes. Didn't on actually, that I didn't actually watch it because of the it all just got all so dramatic with mm, uh, Roseanne and everything, yeah. which I kind of thought they did her a little dirty. Um, but I did love original Roseanne. Oh my god! All my heart and yeah. all my soul. <laughs> Uh, like all my heart and all my soul. I watch it like to go to bed sometimes just when I need to like be reminded that like yeah. family's great no matter how poor you are. Yeah. My family was white trash and my mom was always plus size. So <laughs> Roseanne is like the sitcom I really connect to. From <laughs> the like, 90s. I feel seen. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything that would be a good reboot. Nope. I got nothing. <laughs> I really don't because I'm so, I'm very picky. Yeah. I'm very, very, very picky. Um, and I just, there's nothing that, that has been on that I'm like, let's see what these characters are up to. Yeah. What is your favorite like finale of any show? Do you have Ooh, one? Good question. Um, I mean, this is really taking it back, but Mary Tyler Moore, I think, oh. had one of the, <laughs> yeah, I think had one of the best finales. Oh. And the, bringing it back again, the creators of Friends said they tried to model their reunion after that. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm going to go to a dark place. Um, okay. Breaking Bad, I think, mm. did an excellent job. Um, it was one of those finales that I watched and I went, Huh, wow, they really just like wrapped up all of the things. And did you watch Breaking Bad? No. I would say watch it, but it's okay. a really tough binge. <laughs> okay. I was like having dream I-, I was like waking up in a sweat being like, they're after me. I'm making meth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like I was like making in my nightmares, I was like making meth in a trailer because like <laughs> that is like what the show's about. Like, you know, when you do, well, you know, when you, you're binging something, it goes like so deep into your subconscious. Yeah. It's not an easy one to have in your subconscious. <laughs> Fair enough, so fair enough. watch it, but there's so many seasons. Like yeah. it, it, that's one of those things. It's like a mission. And I don't really think it's like vital TV viewing. Oh my God. Did you watch six feet under? No, that I think is, one is of vital the best. TV viewing. Well, did you watch Dexter? No, neither did I. Okay. 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 Oh, so six <laughs> feet under you liked. Um, Six Feet Under the finale, I think is one of the best finales. There. I've heard but that. I, yes. So good. I've heard that. Okay. Okay. I think one of the saddest finales was um, 30 Rocks. It was like really, right? You barely remember it, mm-hmm. right? The la- That last season was really just dark. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone, it seemed like everyone was just like, they they had to finish up the show. And like, they yeah. all had like a million other things going on. Um, but it was like, it was just really sad because Liz Lemon isn't really like an emotional person. So they didn't really know how to make it wrap up for her. Yeah. It was odd. That one was yeah. a bummer. I don't even like to watch that last season. I pretend it didn't happen. Oh, God. That's yeah. happening a lot with the sitcoms we watch, I see. I mm-hmm. There's <laughs> always a point where it needs to end because in all in cases of all TV shows, the, the actors start to do like too much with the character mm-hmm. because they've been living in the character for so long yeah. that they go to this like broad, over the top place where I'm like, okay, guys, it's time to call it. Yeah, I don't know if there's any show that I can think of that is like the perfect length. Because I either feel like it was ripped off and not given enough time or like went on far too long. Right. Uh, Did you watch the Sex and the City reboot? Half of it. When she spilled the bottle of piss on the bed, I was done. (laughs) Oh, no, I was on the fucking first episode. I am still mad at Sex and the City for this fucking reboot. Okay, (laughs) number one. Okay. Why did I have to watch? Okay. Why is Carrie this like sex confused person just because she's been married? Right. Wouldn't she when, like know some stuff to keep her marriage spicy? She, right. She was in like magazines because her article was so good. She's a 
published like book author and all of that led to a podcast so like you are supposed to be a sex expert and you're telling us you don't remember how to masturbate and then why did we need a scene of big awkwardly masturbating for her in the least sexual way possible it was like it was like a doctor visit that she was, and then she, and then she like, won't. Well, nope, I'm just going to watch. And yeah. I couldn't have been more uncomfortable just for you to kill him. Right. And I thought the big thing, and I didn't finish the series, but I don't think they went this. I thought that scene was going to be so important because then like in the finale, she would masturbate and we would see that like she came a long way like she yes she's on the next stage of her life but no they never revisited that we're just watching big masturbate (laughs) in his like white sleep shirt like and then and then and then (laughs) then they make miranda not know how to talk to a black woman oh my god she had a black boyfriend yeah (laughs) right a very hot black boyfriend but she had a black boyfriend but instead (laughs) she like can't speak to a black professor because she's so confused by the fact that the the professor is a woman and she's black (laughs) what what is happening they live in new york city they made her like amelia bedelia in that scene it was so fucking bizarre and then the way big died Mm -hmm. why are you it was like you know um it reminded me of, you know, when you're watching like the Tasmanian devil and the road runner or whatever the hell. And it's got that, like uh-huh. that, like orchestra, like piano music going yeah. on when they're chasing. That was like, what was happening is big was dying. They're like, so we're going to have Charlotte, <laughs> like whatever, like her and, and, and him, he's going to die in a comedic fashion. It was almost like a farce yeah. that they were like, like it was like this like jaunty <laughs> piano score going on. And then that dumb bitch, Carrie shows up and she just under the water, ruining her shoes, hugging him, <laughs> not calling nine one one. Just a mess. I was, I was like livid for two days. And yeah. so like, if anyone was like, did you watch sex in the city? I was like, Oh, did I watch sex in the city? <laughs> And they're like, I regret asking this. (laughs) And what's crazy is in terms of like a spinoff and what, I don't know. I feel like a major event, which is Big's death, I get it. But like something significantly needs to change for there to be a reason to revisit these people. So like, I understand that's what Big's character dying was supposed to be. But it would have made more sense to just follow Samantha in London. Right? I'm more what? curious about what that bitch is up to. Yes. You bitches yeah. have been apparently living under a rock, right. not knowing how to live life or talk to people. <laughs> and big, we also could have, we didn't even need big. We could have just started the whole series mm-hmm. at his funeral. Yeah. And, and like, you know what? That's what they were supposed to do because originally he wasn't signed on. But then when it came out that he wasn't signed on, everyone lost their goddamn mind. So then they like got him and had to write that episode that was, clearly not supposed to be written and boy oh boy do they regret oh they sure do and so does peloton oh man (laughs) and then when peloton tried to make another ad making it better with ryan reynolds producing it and then they're like pull it pull it pull it peloton cannot catch a break on tried (laughs) they're like fuck chris Noth, what is your problem Damn it. It's like it's it wasn't even just like one or two. There were like multiple people that kept popping up. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I met him. He came into Soho House years ago when I was there years ago. And he was like creepy, sweaty, pervy guy. Oh, my God. I had to actually tell him to walk away from the host stand because he was like standing with my little cute host just talking to her. Oh. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves that men do where mm-hmm. they know the girl, they know you can't leave because it's your job to stand there. And so they just like, it's like bartenders get stuck yeah. with creepy guys like that. And I had to, I had to be like, okay, I, I need her to focus on the floor plan. <laughs> my God. And he was like, and he like made some, I don't remember what he said, but he was just like creepy and like unattractive. Like, yeah. Not cute. He's not a sexy man in person. He gives <sighs> off creepy vibes. However, if you're like easily tricked by someone being famous, mm-hmm. I could see it working. But I, I'm well, that's what point. now that like all these people have come out against him, then people are like going back and looking at old interviews with him or 
whatever clips and saying like, oh my God, he's always been like, obviously a creep. And there was a magazine article. I don't know what it was, but you know, like when celebrities would just send in little like clips of like whatever the topic was, like it would be like, what was your craziest sex story? And then there would be like seven celebrities that answered. There was one for him and it was like, how do you hit on women or something? He was like, I just go up to them and say, I'm Chris Noth and you're coming home with me. Like, that's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. God. Gross. Yeah. Gross. All right. Well, I've taken us on a fun TV tangent. Um, So thanks for coming on, talking about The Office and all the other things. Of course. Um, uh, Tell everyone where to find you. Sure. You can listen to me talk about other nostalgic hits at I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. Or if Bravo is more your thing, I co-host know that a real housewives podcast with my husband sometimes i forget what i have so so i'm glad you gave me that second to think about it (laughs) i love 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 i am the cute one i i I promote it on here all the time it is you and chelsea are a great duo um and then if you if you've watched and seen the movies that they're covering it is it's it's fantastic. <laughs> couldn't couldn't wreck it enough. Thanks. All right, doll. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe. All of the above. If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me a Coffee. Buy Me a Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.